not make today the day you begin to finish strong. Welcome to the Finishing Strong Podcast. Join Pastor Mike Hendon for an insightful discussion on how to begin from wherever you are to the goal of finishing strong in life, in relationships, and in faith. Welcome to the podcast today. It's Mike Hendon and the Finishing Strong podcast coming to you again with episode number seven. And uh, it's my privilege, my pleasure to come and share with you, encourage you. We've been talking about the crisis of failure. And the reason is we're not trying to prophesy failure over you, but it's just that when failure comes, My goal is to help equip you with a mindset that that failure won't take you out of the game, that you don't see that failure as the end of the line, that you don't see failure as fatal, that failure is very much a part of the whole process. It's a it's a learning experience. It's a refining process. Failure sometimes helps clarify uh, our goals and clarify even, uh, you know, our motives and and so failure is definitely not fatal but somehow in our culture today we don't celebrate failure you know we only celebrate the victors and the victories but i think in order to have the right celebration of a victory you still should be able to celebrate a failure given the sense that that failure is just another setup toward my ultimate goal which is to finish and finish strong now in talking about the crisis of failure today i want to go another direction i want to give you some encouragement that you've probably never heard before, especially in the area, you know, of leadership and, and performance and goal setting and, and all the, the activity that it takes and that's presented to us to lead and to lead ourselves and lead people into the ultimate victory. My encouragement today is going to be that there are times that you need to just stop everything and go take a nap. Yeah, that's what I said. Go take a nap. Again, you probably never heard that encouragement before, especially because in our culture, we would equate naps with slothfulness. That if you're taking a nap, you're not being productive. But I I would submit to you today and we'll, we'll show you an example of a person who was going through a very challenging time and was encouraged to take a nap. Uh, get rested up, have a good meal, and then get back up and get going again. That seems like a really strange advice. Take a nap. In fact, this person was encouraged to take two naps and then fed a good meal and then was able to get back up from a from a, a, a somewhat of a setback and a challenge. And, and that's what I want to share with you today because... We, we all need to take a look at this thing that's presented in leadership called the expectancy theory. So we all have expectations. Expectations are a good thing. Uh, we could call expectations, another word would be hope. You know, hope and expectation 
are synonymous. So to have expectations is a good thing. The expectation theory is that you perform or behave a certain way because you expect a certain reward at the end. So in other words, I'm going to perform and do this because I expect the return to be that. And so all of life kind of operates that way. We're, we're nice to a certain person because we need something from that person or, or we, uh, we pay a person to do this for us because our expectancy is that we're going to get this as a result. And, and we behave a certain way because we want to want to get a return on that, on that uh, goal of doing that certain thing. It, it, it's pervasive throughout business, uh, relationships, uh, faith. You know, people behave a certain way in the faith life because they expect a certain result. I'm behaving like this because I expect heaven. Now, the challenge with this expectancy theory is that if you have high expectancy, you also then, if your expectations aren't met, you'll have a high degree of disappointment. And so what the response is among many people is they set little or low expectation, and then they don't have to suffer high-level disappointment. So what happens is if I set low expectations and I have, I, I have or no expectations, I can't be disappointed because I've been there. I've set my expectations. I got disappointed. Pretty soon you start giving up. People do this in relationships. I expected love. I expected kindness. I expected uh, a, a reciprocal uh, giving, and and yet I was disappointed. I was hurt. I was betrayed. I was used. So that person builds a protective wall around themselves, and then they have very little or low expectations from any other relationships. And uh, and the problem with that is obviously, if you have little or no expectations, then you'll never know the joy of a of a expectation fulfilled. Uh, The Bible talks about this as a hope deferred situation. You know, it says hope deferred makes the heart sick. In other words, when a hope is is delayed or or just doesn't come to pass, that hope deferred situation makes the heart sick. It makes the heart sad. It opens us up to depression. It opens us up to anxiety. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. But then it goes on to say, but a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. So when your expectations are fulfilled, it's a life-giving thing. And so there's this struggle. So do I have high expectations and suffer the risk of being disappointed? Or do I lower my expectations and then I won't, I won't risk being highly disappointed? Or should I just give up on expectations because my, it never seems like my desires are ever fulfilled anyway? I can do everything right and it seems like it never works out for me. And see, again, that's another mindset. And that mindset sets you up for either success or failure because as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And so in in this uh, this 
expectation theory. You know, they they try to they try to show you the right behavior always brings the right result. But I want to submit to you that you can do all the right things sometimes and not get the desired end. And it doesn't mean you're flawed or you did something wrong necessarily. There are certain things sometimes that are out of your control, and especially when it comes to dealing with other people. You can love a person and that love not be reciprocated. Uh, you, you can't control the the response of that person. The only thing I do have control of is me. And so I can control my response in the situation, but I really cannot control uh, certain circumstances and everything. And I would submit to you that you can do everything right and still not get the desired result. That's, that is part of life as well. And I know, you know, we think in terms of, you know, very, uh, lineal, you know, uh, rational thinking that, you know, a plus B always equals C. But I would tell you that that from life and my life experience, that there are times where I did everything right and didn't get the desired result. And then there have been times where I didn't do everything right. And I knew I had made mistakes or came up short, but I got the desired result. And then you look back and go, well, wow, that's kind of strange. But 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 I, well, I don't can't explain that. But but here's the thing: the regardless of of what happens or or the or the end result, you have to determine in your heart to do the right thing. I'm always going to do the right thing, and I'm always going to do the best thing. And, and in my in my humanity, I realize that that may mean sometimes though that I come up short because I'm flawed. But at the same time, there's a certain hope and expectancy I have that by doing the right thing, ultimately, ultimately it will work out for my good. And and so in that trust and in that faith, and that certainly is a faith step, we keep working toward the object of the objective. So I want to tell you a story about a man and it's again, he's in the Bible, but I'm not here to, you know, uh, to thump a Bible. I'm just going to tell you about a story. And his name was Elijah and Elijah was a fiery, passionate prophet. And, uh, he had this distinct responsibility to bring uh, a message to a people called Israel, who were in a condition where they weren't listening to God, they weren't obeying God, they weren't walking in the promises of God. And Elijah was sent to try to bring correction and bring this nation, the entire nation, back toward God. And there was this confrontation in that Elijah had against the prophets of Baal, who were his direct opposition. They were the they were the men who were leading the people astray and bringing false teaching. And in this confrontation, uh, it, he calls fire down from heaven, and God really shows up in a big way to prove that he was God and that Elijah's God was king over all of Israel. But the people weren't 
were moved emotionally, but it didn't move them spiritually. And they didn't get the results that 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 he had desired in that that would bring a national revival and a complete turnaround and repentance and you know so his expectation of 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 a return and a return back to God and back to their first principles as a nation under God because they were a, they were a, the people of God but because his expectations weren't met, he went into a deep despair, a deep depression, and he found himself on the backside of a desert in deep depression, actually suicidal and asking the Lord to take his life because he felt like he was the only one left. And so what happens is an angel comes and ministers to him. And here's what the angel does. So he has run into the wilderness. He's had this confrontation. He's emotionally depleted. He's physically depleted. Remember, there's been a famine in the land. So he hasn't eaten and, and he's weak physically, spiritually. He's poured out and he's empty. And emotionally, he's, he's just distraught and depressed and I mean and every aspect he's in he's in crisis mode and here's what the angel tells him he says sit here and take a nap now that, that really struck me you know so he says I want you to take a nap and it says that he napped and, and and just rested and then the angel prepared a meal for him you know, a good meal. Think about like how good a meal is when you're hungry. You know, when you're really hungry and and you haven't eaten and 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 all of a sudden you got a really good meal in front of you and and so he takes Elijah takes a nap and then the angel prepares him a really good meal. Now again, this this is nothing spiritual. This is just for his physical body. He, he takes a nap, he eats, and then he takes another nap. He actually takes two naps, and you can read it. It's in 1 Kings uh, 18 and 19. And he takes two naps, which I, that's what I, I, I would submit to you today. If you're, if you're struggling, if you're struggling in a hope-deferred situation, and you, you're really striving to figure it out and work it out and grit your teeth and grind it out. And I would submit to you that maybe the best thing you could do is walk away from it and just go take a nap and then go out for a good meal and, and just, just leave it all alone. In other words, there's a time to back away. There's a time to just to take a break, to, 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 to let it go, get it out of your mind. I think, I think what we're tempted to do, you see, is in the, in the emotional struggle, the physical struggle, the spiritual battle, fight harder, work harder, do more, you know, roll your sleeves up, stay at it. And, and those, those things all are maybe good things, but sometimes the best thing is to back away. Go take a nap, have a meal. You see, get, it, get your mind off of it, back away from it. Because then when you get rested physically and you get refreshed physically, now you're in a state where you can start looking at it from a better perspective. What I've noticed is when I'm distraught and when I'm physically tired and I'm emotionally depleted and I'm spiritually weary from the battle, 
that's not a time to make good decisions. In fact, very seldom do I ever make really good decisions when I'm in that place. And so if I want to finish strong, it depend, It does depend on me making good decisions. I have watched people in the emotional turmoil, emotional distress, make really bad decisions, which only tends to muddy the situation up or make it more difficult or make it more challenging. And so sometimes the best thing you can do is just go take a nap, go have a good meal and, 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 and just get your mind off of it. Because sometimes that's the problem too, is that when you're in the middle of, you're just obsessed and in your obsession, it's so fixated and the lens through which you see everything is tinged and it's tinged actually mostly to the negative side. And yet you're, and yet you're been trained to work it out, figure it out, struggle it out. And I'm submitting to you that, that a person who, who's going to finish is going to need a good nap and a good meal. Get your mind off of it, back away from it. Let it go. Don't talk about it. Isn't it true how when we're in the middle of something, we just want to talk to everybody about it? Somehow it comes up in every conversation. Somehow we pour our complaint out to them or or waiting for feedback. And many times people, they don't really help us because maybe they just throw gas on a fire. Yeah, I've been there. I went through that. And, you know, and, and by the time you're done talking to them, you're even more emotionally depleted, more spiritually weak and more physically wearied because you haven't helped yourself. So my suggestion to you is maybe you just need to go take a nap. Turn off all the noise. Get in a solitude. Get quiet. Quiet yourself down. The Bible talks about there's times where we just need to still ourselves. Be still and know. There's times where you just have to get in that secret place. And man, sometimes that secret place begins with just a good nap. And so I want to encourage you that if you're really weary today, if you're really struggling, if you're emotionally depleted, you find yourself crispy, you find yourself going off on people around you, if you find yourself overreacting, you find yourself not responding the way that you know that you should respond, just go take a nap. Just go take a nap. Have a meal. Back away from it. Ask God. God, give me a fresh perspective. Give me a fresh way to look at this. Or how we put it sometimes, how I say it is, give me fresh eyes. Help me to see what I'm not seeing here. Help me to get my expectations set on the right thing. And help me to work in the right way toward the right thing. And Lord, help me to attack it from a fresh viewpoint, fresh in my body, fresh in my emotions, fresh in my spirit. And sometimes the best way to do that is just go take a nap. After his nap, he was given instructions to do three more final tasks. And then he was whisked away in a chariot. And I would consider him to have finished strong. So I think while we look at all the factors involved, I've never heard anyone encourage somebody to take a nap, but I'm giving you that encouragement today. I'm giving you permission today to go ahead and take a nap.
This is Mike Hendon. This has been the Finishing Strong Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for reviewing. Thanks for sharing. God bless you. Thank you for listening today to Finishing Strong. Please help us by sharing with your friends. Until next time, remember, it's not how you started that matters. It's how you finish. Finish strong.